are listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now, your hostess, Jesse Browning. All right, all right, all right. Greetings and salutations. Hi, everyone. It's the last Wednesday of the month, and it's the last episode of season two. Whoop, whoop. So we're doing something a little different this week. Uh, we're going to do some check-ins with guests from season one. So you'll hear voices and names that you heard in season one, and they're coming back to tell me what their year has been like. So we'll get to that in a minute. But first, we got to go over some um, housekeeping business here. Have you ordered your friends some koozies yet for this holiday season? The Relax, it's LaCroix koozie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give them out to your sober friends or your, um, you know, sober adjacent friends like me. <laughs> Mostly sober, sober-ish. Um, and how about some awkward, brave, and kind stickers? Who's the Brene Brown super fan in your life besides me? Are you one? You need awkward, brave, and kind sticker to put on your iPad case just like I do. Or maybe on your, um, you know, your, uh, 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 your iMac. So when you get to work at a Starbucks again and you can see a woman in line and, and she turns and looks at your computer and she goes, oh, awkward, brave, and kind, my Brene Brown soul sister. And she comes over and you become best friends. Your new best friend is waiting for you on the other side of an awkward, brave, and kind sticker for your laptop. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Um, okay, so merch, LaJoy Society, L-A-J-O-I-E, LaJoy society.com you guys know that lajoy is my maiden name right and it's french for lajoy you heard that in one of the episodes i've I've mentioned it a couple times you knew that right okay there's merch under the merch heading it's pretty you know self-explanatory so what else do we want to talk about i gotta get a drum for all the beating on the drum that I do about the rates, reviews, subscribes, shares, all that shit. It fucking matters in this digital world. It takes a little bit of participation on your end. I know, I'm sorry, but here's the thing. If if you show up for me in this way, like hit me up and I'll show up for you. Like, do you need me to review your book? Do you need me to rate your podcast? Like, I understand this shit now, except for Yelp. I don't like Yelp. <laughs> Maybe Yelp's come around. I don't know seemed like for a while there all it was was haters on Yelp you know what I'm saying uh, okay so if you have your phone near you and you're not driving please I'm all for safe driving and phone use get out your phone when you're safe when you've you know parked and look at the show notes because you're like oh damn that just that stuff you know like Amanda, you know, all these ladies, I need to reach out and connect with them on Instagram. So I'm going to hit up the show notes. Oh, but while I'm like right there, oh, I, I here it is. It says write a review you know, at the bottom. You just kind of like scroll down on the page that's on. I'm talking about Apple Podcasts. Again, someday I will branch out and start listening to podcasts on a different app. I tried Stitcher. I've tried Spotify. I just... Oh, I can't do it. Apple Podcast is right there. I'm a sucker for convenience. They've got me. They've got me with their convenience. So there at the bottom, you can hit write a review. 
and, um, you know, rate with the stars. Gosh, it's like I've not mentioned that before. <laughs> um, what else do we need to talk about this season? So this season, you know, we hit 5,000 downloads. Incredible. 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 We've had two seasons this year. So, you know, I've broken the year up into two seasons. So January to June is one season. And then we take July off. Wait, I said that wrong. <laughs> January to May is the first season. We take June off and then we come back July to November and we're taking December off because everyone has a lot of shit to do in December. I know like basically I have a kid who has a birthday November 16th, November 16th till New Year's is like, you know, going down a incredible sled slide. Boom. And you hit the bottom of New Year's just like that fucking fast. So uh, I got shit to do. I also have to open a business before the year end. Um, and everyone's really busy. Oh, and this is a perfect opportunity for you to catch up on the show. Like for you to hit up all the old episodes. I just am really thinking about, you know, listenership when I take a break. I want you all, I know, I know, I know episodes get stacked up. They get stacked up for me too. And my favorite shows I need to listen to. And sometimes I really wish this American life would stop releasing new episodes every fucking week that I really want to listen to because then there's good Ira Glass, if you're listening, just, you know, take a break for like a month, you know, you just let it go. Just let me catch up. That's all I'm saying. Just, just let me catch up. Ira. So <laughs> after this week, I know you're going to miss me on Wednesdays for the next month, but I'll be back with you in January, January, 2021. I know everyone is ready to yell Jumanji on New Year's Eve. And we're going to say goodbye to this weird year that we've had. Um, Texas hit a million coronavirus cases. Uh, just saw that notification come through earlier this afternoon I'm hoping that by the time I talk to you again in January, it's not epically worse. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. What's it going to be like when we talk again in January? I'm not sure. But we're going to have rest and family time and holiday time and cookies and eggnog and fire in our fireplaces and holiday cheer. And that'll be wonderful. So let me get back to today. So today... Here we are. I've got, I'm not going to tell you. Jeez, you're going to have to listen. I'm not going to tell you who's coming up. I've got a couple of ladies from season one that are here to be like, hey, girl. And I'm like, hey, girl. And we're like, hey, what's the world been like for you since we spoke last? And so, you know, that's what you're going to hear today. Just for fun. Just for funsies, you guys. Just, you know, it's like, a phone call to your friend, you know, after you haven't talked for six months and you're just like, what's new? What's up? Give me dish. Give me all the dish. So merch, rates, social, social media, LaJoy Society for all those things. And send me an email if you want. You know, if you, um, do you have a guest to recommend or you want to share your story? Um, hit me up on social media or or you can send me an email right away at LaJoy Society at gmail.com or um, on my website okay alright I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to send it over to our mini check-ins 
Hi, Laura. I'm here with Laura today, everyone. Hello, Jesse. Hello, everyone. Hi. Laura, you remember, was episode seven of season one. Hi, Laura. Hi, Jesse. Yes. Hi. Welcome back. And you know that we're here to, I want to hear what's happening since we heard from you last, which was, I feel like 17 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> in January or February that we, we chatted. It must have been February. The world has changed a lot since we recorded previously. So what's new? Oh, goodness. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of um, adaptation. Uh, There's been a lot of um, work on detachment. Detaching from outcomes has been the theme of the year. (laughs) Like, just when you count on something. Nope, it's not going to look like that. Uh Mm -hmm. I I am pretty pleased, though. This has been an incredible year for me. And in one capacity, I feel like being cooped up in my house, I could do more of the things Mm -hmm. I like to do, which is online coaching and presenting and workshops. Mm So I've lost count, but I've given a bunch of workshops, super important, amazing ones, of course. And I've had two coaching programs that uh, have gone swimmingly. And I've actually published a book with the six other (gasps) amazing authors. So that's what you do when you're in captivity, when you're locked in. You focus on like those things that were lingering, right? The things that like. Yes. The the old projects Mm -hmm. in a drawer, you just pull them out. Although Mm -hmm. it wasn't really in a drawer. It's been kind of percolating (laughs) and waiting. And so we had a book launch on September 17th, came out of captivity, Mm -hmm. a couple of us, and actually met in the 3D world. And mm-hmm. uh, launched the book called Binding Our Wings. It is on Amazon, and all of the proceeds go to charity. We are donating the proceeds to a couple of um, nonprofit organizations that are near and dear to my heart and the other women's heart. We all wanted to pay it forward. Uh, our backstory on mm-hmm. the book was it just took a long time to get out, and we went through a lot of challenges to get it out. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to try to pay it forward, and the organizations include. The, the Refuge, which is a uh, organization that helps young women who are in domestic abuse or sexual trafficking situations recover. Mm-hmm. And then the other mm-hmm. one is called A King's Ransom. And they rescue people, women and children, out of those situations, provide them a lot of emotional, psychological support, lots of counseling, lots of reintegration. And then the third one uh, is Hearts of Healing, which is an organization mm-hmm. that I co-founded and it uh, provides holistic healing services to our community locally, as well as the community at large, which is now the world. Thank goodness for Zoom. Yeah. No kidding, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the the interconnectedness of the internet is getting us through this intensely isolating time. <laughs> right? Isolation and interconnectedness all in one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I've been doing my fair share of introverting, like many people. I've probably learned that. But it's been a wild ride. And I'm really grateful for Mm -hmm. all of those things that have come out of it. And just really, like you said, I'm really grateful for Mm -hmm. the interconnectivity that we've found Mm -hmm. new channels and new Mm -hmm. ways to connect with each other, Mm -hmm. not just Zoom, Mm -hmm. but um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) other fun apps on your phone. Right. Oh, and the old school, like writing people a letter. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have one on my pen pal right here that I owe for like two months now. I'm getting it. (laughs) If she listens, I'm getting to it. I promise. 
<laughs> but I want to give you a moment to talk about the launch day a little bit on this book. Like, I don't want to say it, but what happened on launch day? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, like, let's not forget the big moment oh, yeah. here. So we were praying and aiming for this, but we were mm-hmm. detached from the outcome because uh, the wonky world mm-hmm. of algorithms and technology, mm-hmm. you just never know. Mm-hmm. But we did hit mm-hmm. number one bestseller in two categories on Kindle. And we're rather pleased with that, that it mm-hmm. it just gives us more visibility. And the mm-hmm. stories, uh, the women that I've worked with are amazing women who, in their own right, have overcome incredible struggles and have used mm-hmm. that as fuel to mm-hmm. to know themselves better, as well as to mm-hmm. bring that into the work that they do in the world and serve others better. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of, uh, one of my friends read the book and she's like, these are sad. There's a lot of sadness. There's crying here. Oh. And I said, I know, but get to the end of the stories. Like yes. there's a turnaround point. Like don't just stop halfway through the chapter. <laughs> it's okay. Keep going. <laughs> this is my, one of my favorite podcasts is um, they always have like quotes that people make uh, slogans. Like, oh, this is terrible. Keep going. Yes, pretty much. It's like 2020. This is terrible. Keep going. <laughs> Which was pretty much the, the backstory on the book itself. There was a lot of mm. struggle uh, to get it to come to life, including even the, the six, seven month process that we had. We had some wonky mm. things happen within our schedule, including God bless her. Our, our wonderful, amazing editor got mm. very ill and quite literally disappeared for a week and a half when we were at a critical point. Like We didn't know where our book went. <laughs> And, yeah, and like, um, thank goodness she was, she not thank goodness she was in the hospital, but she went to the hospital and thank goodness she recovered from her illness and we were able to get mm-hmm. back in contact with her. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so even that did not run smoothly. It was a, it was a no. 2020 kind of thing, you know, just version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Detours. Totally. <laughs> cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going around in the rotaries. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a lot of rotaries. So remind me, there are, it was a collaboration book mm-hmm. and tell me the authors because a couple of them um, were on the show. Oh, absolutely. So mm-hmm. uh, Lindsay Daniels, mm-hmm. Cindy Villanueva. Haral mm-hmm. Patel, mm-hmm. Lara Batista, mm-hmm. Patricia Kashan, and Amber Tarcha. And I did that without notes, y'all. I want y'all to be really impressed. Uh, I did yay. count on my fingers. <laughs> because, yeah. Because, you know, when you have a, a multiple list, right. you're you like, want to make sure okay, you there's get, nine people. Yeah. Okay, I've got eight. What's the yeah. ninth one? So, That's the last yeah. one. And so um, Cindy's episode is out from season two. And I think Haral was in season one I, that sounds right mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah so you probably recognize those names but cindy's episode just came out recently she's a powerhouse um, isn't she oh uh, <laughs> amazing and um y'all can go back and look at the um it's on my website and it's on social media too the photo that she sent me what a, i just amazing I, I don't know if you've seen this photo of her it's like maybe her you know like professional photo and she's in a suit and heels and i mean her hair i just like i was like this you, this is amazing your photo is amazing you are amazing you know like she's my adopted big gorgeous sister photo. she's she's definitely oh, been an incredible mentor throughout this entire process <laughs> yeah. she would she yeah. Lindsay and i the three of us were kind of the steering mm-hmm. committee for the book and uh mm-hmm. she was she had incredible resources she was always a source of wisdom and guidance and just kind of kept us anchored at times. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, really couldn't have done it without those two women. Lindsay provided so much, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes support, did a lot of research. Um, she was always, again, quietly going around and making sure all the little details got taken Everybody care of. Done. We all had our roles, definitely. I love it. Well, is there anything else you need to update us on or show? Well, we, I was going to you know? let you know about the episode. I had mm-hmm. an unexpected happening <gasps> after Ooh, the episode. Tell us. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a speaker. I'm a presenter. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much mm-hmm. an open book. I'm mm-hmm. I'm more than transparent about things that have happened in my mm-hmm. life, and I'm not ashamed by any of it. Like it's real, mm-hmm. and it happened. There's mm-hmm. bad things that happen to all of us. So I kind mm-hmm. of forget at times that I'm that transparent now that I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> I had been helping make some travel arrangements for our granddaughter. She and mm-hmm. her fiance were getting married on October 10th mm-hmm. and we were giving them the gift of a honeymoon. And so she and I got on the phone one day, um, again, 2020 threw a lot of wrenches into that process. Mm-hmm. So we kept changing locations, <laughs> trying to find something that was doable. Would suit, yep. And so we just popped in, we started chit chatting, you know, socially and, you know, I'm I'm 52. I I believe she's probably 26, 27. So you know, a good distance apart in terms of life experience. And we finished our chit chat, and then she said these words: "I heard mm-hmm. you on your podcast." And I was like, <gasps> "That that." <gasps> And that's what, inhale. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I knew exactly mm-hmm. what she meant. It, she'd heard your yeah. podcast, Jesse. She'd heard mm-hmm. the, the interview that we had. And mm-hmm. and again, I was in the process of writing this book. So I knew that those stories and that kind of information was going to be out there to the world. And mm-hmm. you, when you put this stuff out there, you imagine it touching lives like these anonymous lives out there <laughs> and that people yeah. are, you know and they, you may never ever hear from those people like they may never find right. you on facebook and go right. read your book and that's, it really changed my life blah blah right. blah and that's fine yeah i don't i yep. don't worry about that impact how it goes yeah but it's very peculiar to me when it is so close to home so when she said mm-hmm. that i had this thrill fear kind of feeling because all of Mm -hmm, a sudden mm -hmm. I felt very exposed and vulnerable with someone that, you know, I had just really begun forming a relationship with as she was become Mm -hmm. an adult. And so Mm -hmm. I asked her, I said, you know, the dangerous question. So what did you think? (laughs) And then that, you know, long pause and held your breath. I held my breath because it's one thing to reveal that, like I said, anonymously, it's another thing to reveal it intentionally to a group of people or even Mm -hmm. to your closest friends, but to have Mm -hmm. someone that's in your family read it and Mm -hmm. then give you Mm -hmm. feedback about how it impacted them Mm -hmm. was very peculiar experience for me. And I was, Mm -hmm. I was, strangely engulfed by all the emotions Mm -hmm. and she said that she was really glad she listened to it she really felt like she didn't know me until Mm -hmm. then and she even god bless her apologized so here i am going through depression and and you know Mm -hmm. separation from my husband and she said i had no idea you were going through that so here was this beautiful Mm -hmm. expression of empathy also, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. she um, expressed some admiration that the, the love that I had for my husband, the two of us were so connected that it carried us through that. And she said that that was, you know, really something that she was kind of inspired by. I don't remember her exact words. So, Jenny, if you're mm-hmm. listening, sorry if it's not your exact words. <laughs> but the, the idea that I got was that she saw, she saw who I was 
at my mm-hmm. my depth and my core and she saw a part of my life that resonated with her and she saw mm-hmm. something that she could take away that could impact her relationship her upcoming marriage and mm-hmm. i couldn't by the end of that there was just tears streaming down my face yeah because like i said i i absolutely set an intention to positively impact the lives of others and sometimes i forget that that could be actually someone that i know ugh I remember you and I getting together and you telling me this and I think we we both shed some tears where I was just like, this is so like, uh, like exactly what you said. You think it's like this. And of course that's going to happen too. There's going to be random people you don't know that, you know, hear your story and it affects them. But we do forget that it's in that little circle around us is people too Mm -hmm. that are totally interested in your story. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, I'm just so grateful for this. A ripple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. i mean and she she gave me such a beautiful gift because that's really what mm-hmm. we all want is mm-hmm. just to be known and to be mm-hmm. s- understood even just in one part of our story mm-hmm. in one moment um and mm-hmm. that's that makes you feel so connected to that other person to be in that kind of space mm-hmm. where it's not mm-hmm. there, there was no judgment there there was all empathy there was all love and connection and so uh, the the gift that you gave me and being able to tell my story has has given back, you know, a hundredfold. So thank you. I love it. Thank you, Jesse. Oh, thank you. I mean, I've said it before and I say it again. I can't do this show without women showing up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, for and for taking the opportunity for me being like, okay, what's the worst time you have in your memory? <laughs> like, what? Tell me about the shittiest time go you know? <laughs> and it takes a special person to want to do that and and i just i couldn't be here without everybody um, so thank you you're welcome well we will move on to the next update thank you laura thank you hi maggie hey there hi. so maggie was on season one episode 19 and so we're just like checking in with maggie today hi mm-hmm. How's it going? It's going, you know. I know. It's going. Such a big question these days. I know. It's like, do we answer this? And, you know, like, how much time do you have? Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so what's been going on since we last spoke? And I I, I wish I could remember when we, like, <laughs> I'm going to look that up too. Like, when did we last speak? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I think it was May. I was going to guess May as well. Yeah. What's yeah. That? So, I mean, you know, like doing the quarantine Uh thing um yeah so it's been just a lot of the same really (laughs) yeah what's Um, what's the same like to like tell us what you know like are you still working from home like all all the all that yeah yeah still working from home but that was my normal even like Mm -hmm. pre-covid so i'm i'm a freelancer so i get to choose where i get to work which it's different because i used to if i was wanting a little bit of inspiration, I would often go to a library or a coffee shop mm-hmm. or something like that to work. And um, now it's just like confined to my apartment. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Freelancers. Yeah. And then there's no, like, you don't have a team that you're regularly working with or checking in with, right? I mean, people, I've, clients, but. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do have a couple of contractors that work with me. Okay. So yeah, at least I feel like I've got a buddy in this. Okay, good. You know? Right. Cause I'm sure there's, I'm sure people are shaking their head like, mm-hmm. Yep. I'm at home. I've been at home. Yeah. yeah for, for these 
four walls for eight months yeah. now. Well, and I've been thinking about it too, because I mean, I used to, um, I would get out and had a pretty solid routine of like mm-hmm. going to the yoga studio mm-hmm. and I had this like really beautiful community there and they're still doing online classes and they've got the whole like on demand mm-hmm. library mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. but it's just, I don't know what it is. It's like really difficult for me to get motivated mm-hmm. to, to like switch my brain from like living space, workspace to like yoga space, you know? And so that's been an interesting adjustment is just seeing that, oh yeah, I'm not really moving my body as much as Mm -hmm. I was. And those interesting routines that I think helped like mark time Mm -hmm. aren't there. Yep. Yep. And I I know the feeling you're talking about, like when I wanted to start yoga, um, I went to a a yoga studio and like there would be times where it would be harder to go. And my friends would be like, well, do it at home. I'm like, I I can't. It's just, it's something, it's, it's the ritual of leaving the house. And like, there would be dogs licking my face. Like I tried, you know, or yeah, I just... (laughs) doing it at home just didn't work for my headspace and physical space. And I get it. There's something ritualistic about leaving and going and, and doesn't it seem like there's like a designated time you could designate the time at home, but it's just not the same. Yeah. 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 And there's something about it too, where it just feels like I'm not able um, to like fully drop in like yep. I can in yes. a studio space or in another uh-huh. space. Uh-huh. Or or even drop out, if you will. Like like you can't drop out. Like when you're at home, you can't get out of like uh, I there's too much to remind me. And even if I close my oh, eyes, yeah. right? It's like, oh I can hear the kid out there or I can hear the dog or <laughs> da 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 da. Or I get it. I completely get it. Yeah. And it's odd because, mm-hmm. you know, even in that space, like the one that I particularly go to, you might hear road noise or right. sirens or right. something. Right. Which is not t- like too terribly different from what I'm hearing here. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just that's been an interesting observation where it's just like, oh, I'm really here, like spending so much time (laughs) and trying to find those moments of variance, like Mm -hmm. even just going out for walks and things, Mm -hmm. which now thankfully with, you know, it's cooler here. Yeah. So that feels more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. In summer it was like too hot by 8am in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I have that same, I started doing, trying to do yoga at home in the middle of COVID. And then I pivoted (laughs) back Mm -hmm. to exercising outside. Yeah, it finally got cool enough. And now it, we're going to approach. Well, we had a crazy winter this week. All of a sudden it snowed oh, this yeah. week. Did You didn't get snow where you were. No. Yeah, we did. We had a freaking snow day before Halloween. It was bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it got pretty chilly, but it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what has like what has this year given you professionally that was like not what you expected? I mean, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever really a way to like predict cycles. I mean, it seems like every year for me has been um, different, Mm -hmm. but it's been interesting where it was like one month, it felt really slow and difficult. The next Mm -hmm. month would be like the best month ever. And then the month after that was like another downturn. (laughs) And then the month after that was really good. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, (laughs) you know, I feel like, and I will say I'm immensely grateful Mm -hmm. because for the most part, work has been steady, Mm -hmm. which for so many I know is not the case. So I'm abundantly grateful and and recognize my privilege in Mm -hmm. that. 
And I think just professionally what this year has taught me <laughs> is that it's just my capacity is different. It's lower. Uh-huh. I mean, I used to be straight up workaholic and I could pull close to all-nighters multiple yep. days in a row and I could push and push and push to get something done. Mm -hmm. And that is no longer there. I mean, I mm -hmm. did it for the first few weeks of COVID because mm -hmm. there were clients who desperately needed to pivot online and yep. so trying to support them. Yep. But it, it just seems like there is a growing need for me to really honor boundaries, my time, my energy, my rest. And so that's that's been interesting because it's like we're trying to perform at the same level while also having this pervasive stress of a pandemic and an election year. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all of our systems crumpling. So it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. I love that the the metaphor of like the bandwidth and like everybody's, I think what you said, everyone just went like super wide for a couple weeks and we were all like, yeah. And then everyone's like, no, like come yeah. April, right? Everyone was just like April, May, we're like crumbling of like, I can't do this. Yeah. This is, we're doing whatever this is for the long haul mm -hmm. set in, I think. It's like one of the things from this year also feels mm -hmm. like planning for the future I think has always been this like now we're seeing the folly in it where it's just yeah. like you know there, it's such an interesting thing where we yeah. like spend so much time planning for the future that we think mm -hmm. we can assert some sort of control over what will happen it seems like in the conversations that I've been having there's more of an acceptance of like I have no idea yeah <laughs> no idea what's gonna happen so instead of planning you just like Take it one step at a time, like one intentional step at a time. Mm -hmm. um, so, oh, yeah, I that's the mm -hmm. I feel like all the mental health professionals this year have been like, see, we told ya. Mm -hmm. <laughs> told ya. You think it's an illusion of control. We've been trying to tell you this every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah, so true. Can tell I've been given that message. <laughs> 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 oh, we still, I don't know. <laughs> like we're still trying to open our shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's almost there. It's real close. <laughs> yeah. It's real well, close. Well, that's the same thing is like, I'm sure, mm -hmm. you, again, it's just like incrementally, like you can't do yeah. anything until you have like that next piece, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a big piece is getting uh, getting done yesterday and today. So the, oh, that'll okay. be huge. Good. Yeah. Well, is there anything anything else you want to just like, you know, throw at us? If anything, it's like whatever we can to just be as gentle with ourselves and others as possible because, mm -hmm. I mean, we're all going through it to varying degrees. And mm -hmm. I mean, and I think that that's always been the case. It just feels like it's more apparent now, perhaps. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the man behind the curtain <laughs> that's been exposed. <laughs> yes. We'll call him the person behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for calling in today and checking in, Maggie. Yeah, appreciate you so seeing much. your face and hearing your voice. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Hi, everyone. Here we are for another mini check-in. I have Teresa King with me, and she was from episode six. So, in season one, episode six was Teresa, and here we are again. Good afternoon. Hi. So, I'm. You know, it's been a week. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so we were before I hit record and then I was like, I should be recording. 
we were talking about what's happened since the last time we spoke. Well, I'm trying to really trying to remember what my life was like before I ran for office. And I'm trying to get back to that place. The election on November 3rd. Um, I've heard there was an election. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's still in the news or anything a week later. (laughs) Mine is not making national news, but I was unsuccessful in my bid to be a district court judge here in Terrebonne Parish. Mm -hmm. So just trying to gather my thoughts and process. And, you know, I've got a therapy appointment scheduled today so I can hash out whatever um, I'm feeling or or figure out um, what my life looks like. So I'm definitely not somebody who is is devastated by a loss. And my mm-hmm. mom even commented, she said, Teresa, you've always been really gracious in being first runner up, whether it was in pageants or in softball, you know, you've always been a really gracious loser. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I pick up and I move on. I had I had to go to work the next day. I had to go to court in another jurisdiction. So I got up and went to work and represented my client. And it felt good that I was forced to get out of the bed, get out into the world and go and do what has been and what will be my career. You know, right. I'm not right. uh, somebody told me a long time ago. Either you're going to wake up on November 4th and be a judge, or you're going to wake up and be a badass lawyer and wife and mom. Like, you've got it made. It's a win-win right. situation for you. Mm-hmm. So All I those other things a, are still there. I try to keep a, a positive outlook. And today, I actually found myself wondering, do I truly want to be a judge, or am I satisfied being a lawyer? Am I happy mm-hmm representing people, solving their legal issues, counseling people, because as a judge, you cannot legally advise people. I would lose that. I would lose Mm -hmm. that satisfaction of helping people in that capacity. So there's a lot to process. I didn't know that. Like you couldn't be any sort of like, let's say we're at a dinner party (laughs) and I'm referencing a law soon. You could, you couldn't, even in that kind of situation. No, in um, cocktail parties, even now as an attorney, mm-hmm. you have to be careful in your conversation to say, mm-hmm. I'm not creating an attorney-client relationship with you right now. Uh-huh. I'm not giving you legal advice. You can say hypothetically, theoretically, if I was in your situation, I would not talk to the police. Um, but it. you want to be very careful about providing legal advice. And as a judge, you cannot comment on anything that may become an issue in front of you or anything mm-hmm. that is actually in front of you or has been in front yeah, of you. Yeah, I would I would for sure know that like you can talk about something that would come in front of you, but I wouldn't I didn't think that like you had to read that tight lipped. Yeah. But of course you should. It's just being <laughs> so what what was the thing that The most unexpected thing you learned about this almost year process? The most unexpected thing is, well, it's hard to put it in those terms because I like to think of myself as very research and Mm data-based in my decision-making. So Mm -hmm. in deciding to launch this campaign, I knew that I would be going uphill into a battle Mm -hmm. in a very conservative Republican jurisdiction. Mm Mm-hmm. I am more of an open-minded, independent person and candidate. Mm -hmm. So I ran as an independent. And Mm -hmm. this election, just like 2016, 
found 70% of our local voters voting straight R, straight Republican down the ballot. So should I have expected that? Yes. But also it's hard to predict what's going to happen, you know? So it was unexpected and I kick myself thinking you should have known. You should have known. But it was unexpected. Don't shit all over yourself. Well, exactly. (laughs) I think my campaign consultant knew and maybe overinflated our expectation of, of, of how many people would show up and vote because they really like me as a candidate. If those people, all the Democrats, all the independents, you know, even if they all showed up and voted for me because they like me as a person, that doesn't outnumber the number of Republicans who vote are no matter who the other candidate is. Mm-hmm. So I guess they say expect the unexpected, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was the unexpected part for me. I thought if I'm the better person and I like to think that people are voting on the person and looking at me as a candidate, then I should win the majority of the votes. And what I find in this election is that they did not vote against me. They just voted Republican down the ballot. That's what I think happened in my election anyway. Yeah. Is that more common in like a national election year? Are people more willing? I mean, this is actually a big question of you more willing to break away from straight party voting when it's on like a midterm or something like that. I think that is part of the Mm -hmm. equation. I did have a, a consultant that I hired last year before we launched the campaign. And he advised me that this is part of it, that the Republican national, the Republican party had a campaign that said, you need to vote American. You need to vote Republican. Mm -hmm. That was a national campaign message. Mm -hmm. So we knew that there's more going into that during a presidential year. However, mm-hmm. we thought that the Democratic National Party would be doing the same thing to get out the vote in the minority communities, to get out the vote um, across the board. We didn't see as much of that here. Now, there might have been in jurisdictions elsewhere, but people on the national level might have said, we don't need to worry about Terrebonne Parish. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. Right. Um, so we didn't see a lot of presidential campaign signs. For Biden-Harris, we didn't see a lot of motivation for get out the vote like I think we saw in Obama's 2008 campaign. Um, As a new status in a possible purple state here in Texas, (laughs) 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 I'm not too far away from no, like... Texas. I've I've lived in two very polarized places in my life. Massachusetts being one, Texas being the other. So yeah, national politics have have never made it to where I've lived. <laughs> but like as I as I sit here today, Texas made some moves recently. And it's very interesting to see what happened with this election and you know, the polls didn't didn't really predict what happened in 2016. The polls couldn't have predicted mm-hmm. what was going to happen in 2020. And I don't take it personally that people didn't vote for me because I truly believe if they saw me as a person and not mm-hmm. as a Republican or an independent or a Democrat, that they would vote for me, the person. And my husband mm-hmm. is so motivated right now. He said, we need to talk to our local lawmakers to see if we can't get that changed. Why do they even have to put the party behind your mm-hmm. name on the ballot? When it comes to local um, why can't we just be a person? 
Mm-hmm. When it gets down to local levels. And I hated to be discouraging to him because I was surprised to hear that he was motivated in that way. But I said, people are so invested in the two-party system. I don't think you're going to get a groundswell of support <laughs> to remove the letter behind the candidate's names. Okay, so I asked what was like the most surprising. What about the most um, unusual thing that happened? Like, did you get interviewed by like something? Did you do an event that was really crazy? What was like the a most like what moment? COVID has been kind of the uh, the common denominator for all campaigns. It's made things very different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the cool things or surprising things that I was hoping to have and to host couldn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there were some things, you know, politically things can get dirty with mudslinging and I never wanted to run a dirty campaign. So one of the unexpected things that happened was that I got a letter saying negative things about my opponent. And I don't know why I got it because I already support me, but the letter had negative things about my opponent and I had to make a call to my opponent. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything to do with this letter. I don't know where it came from. I just wanted you to know. It got sent to you? It got sent to me. And I don't know who else in the community got it. Mm -hmm. So when I got it, I had to let him know. I don't plan on doing it. I wasn't behind this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this is coming from. Um, And my secretary, bless her heart, she was like, I think his team is doing this. Why would they put negative information about him out? They're trying to make it look like you're playing dirty. I don't, that's an interesting theory, but I don't think that's what's happening. Right. So um, that was a a strange phone call that I had to make and kind of a warm up for election night because I was told if we're not successful, you have to call him and congratulate him. Mm -hmm. And so making that phone call a couple of weeks before the election day was kind of a warm up. It's an uncomfortable call. I have to call him. I don't want to. Here we go. Right. And so when I called him on election night, it was another unexpected conversation. He said, thank you for running a clean campaign. We both kept our promises to run a clean campaign. And I look forward to meeting with you to talk to you about the great ideas that you have about our judicial system. That's wonderful. It was a positive conversation, but one of those uncomfortable, unexpected parts of the process. Well, that's about, you know, how much time we have. But uh, I wanted to say thank you for jumping on and giving us a little update about your, you've had definitely a wild year. And I thank you. I thank you for having me on and talking to me about this. It's helping me decompress and process Mm -hmm. everything that's happened. And remember, you know, where I started, what I've been through Mm -hmm. and. What a year it's been. (laughs) Platform. Of course. Talking about women and what we've been through and how strong we are. I love it. And we're here in uh, the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Teresa. Thank you. And have a good day. So I'm here with Wendy. And Wendy, I went and looked it up just to make sure I had it right. Um, you were episode 17 of season one. Hello. Fun. Hi. Hi. It's good to be back. Hi. Hi. Here we <laughs> Yes, here we are again, uh, late at night. Our kids are doing bedtime, and we're, you know, I have, well, we're both in rooms now. You were in a closet last I time, I was, right? I was. I've upgraded to the uh, guest room. 
<laughs> door locked, of course, but <laughs> uh, yeah, door locked. Absolutely. So what's been going on since we chatted? I'm, I'm this is what I didn't look up is when did we chat? It was back in May. No, we must have chatted. In I was going to say it was, so. it was after quarantine started for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but maybe not too long after all that. Yep. Yeah. A lot has been going on since then. And mm-hmm. when we last talked, you know, I talked a lot about finding life without alcohol. And so I'm coming mm-hmm. actually up mm-hmm. on, I don't even know what day I'm, I'm about at one year of sobriety because it was basically in October of last year, which is crazy. Yay! Yay! So, which is great and, and exciting and where we kind of left off. So the overall message I think was basically to do what you need to do for yourself, right? Regardless of what people yep. think. And I think especially with me quitting alcohol, it was a decision I made on my own. It wasn't a diagnosis, um, you know, or anybody mm-hmm. telling me I should quit. It was me deciding that just it didn't serve my life anymore, that alcohol no longer had a purpose. And so... I think I just want to yeah. say it was a perfect example of what we talked about and I've talked about in other episodes is like, don't wait till your life blows right. up. Right, right. You can stop before Absolutely. Then. And you don't need permission. No, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the episode, you know, this, I was thinking about what we were going to chat about tonight because at the end of the episode, it was kind of like, well, what next? And I said, I remember saying, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I've created this. It was an Instagram account mm-hmm. to basically mm-hmm. talk about my passions and maybe inspire some people along the way. And I wasn't sure. I know I have an entrepreneurial spirit, if you will, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that was going to lead to. Or and mm-hmm. and I may still not know. However, you know, it was funny as I was creating this page and putting myself out there more and telling my stories. I knew I somehow wanted to, at some point, put out an offer or create a business or right. But I didn't know what that was going to mm-hmm. be, and. Mm-hmm. So I started to lean into and listen to a lot of business podcasts, do a lot of research on small business ownership, things like that. Social media marketing became a huge interest of mine because, of course, like I said, I kind of started this whole whatever on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized how much work, right? Like how much, <laughs> what, like so many oh, things oh. go into and I am preaching yes. to the choir, so, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, go say it. I don't want to. Yep. I'm, I'm nodding in very much a unison. Uh-huh. Like, go on. I don't <laughs> even know if I realized like what it would all take to start a business or whatever from ground zero. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. I won't. However, we're talking about, right? right? But we're talking about, I'm a mom of four. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have got four under 10. We're in quarantine, and I'm thinking about trying to start a business that I don't even know what it is. Right. And I just got... Amorphous. Right. Just got overwhelmed and just thought... Mm -hmm. And then it almost occurred to me, like, I already have a small business. Why am I not Mm -hmm. treating it like a business? And so, Mm -hmm. I at the time we talked, I had been with Touchstone by Swarovski for about two years. Love the company, love the direct sales business model, but I think I was always very much afraid to call it my business, right? Mm-hmm. Because direct sales gets a bad rap. 
And, and mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, it's because a lot of people probably do it wrong or are even taught, unfortunately, to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. And people associate, a lot of times that people associate direct sales with being very spammy, right? It's the, uh, girl, I noticed you might need some hair products. It's the hey girl, I, the hey girl message, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, how do I treat this business like a business? Because I know I have something great to offer. And by the way, mm-hmm. Before you even talk about what you have to offer, you have yourself to offer. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. knew that had to be number one. Like I said, putting myself out there, telling my stories, but then why not share this business that I already really love and value Mm -hmm. with all the tools that they're giving me? Like, hello, where Mm -hmm. can you get marketing materials, packing, shipping, Mm -hmm. production for 12 bucks a month? (laughs) Like, right? right. So why not love the overhead is yeah. And take this opportunity to learn more about business and treat it like a business. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to do it in a way that didn't feel spammy and felt more authentic. Mm -hmm. So again, doing Mm -hmm. my own research, even outside of my company to find guidance in that area. And I have found some amazing women again, mostly I'm a podcast gal. Here I am listening, taking all in Facebook groups too, and learning how to do business indirect sales or not, but indirect sales, particularly because that's my business without being this, you know, yeah, that person, like you don't even want to talk to her because you know, she's going to try to get you. Oh God. Why is it always a pitch? Right. right. So I'm like, how do we do it? So I've learned how, and I hope I've learned how, and I continue to learn how to, yeah, to start to work on giving and putting myself out there and then you make an offer in a non right spammy way and people people can buy my product through thousands of consultants so the point is why would you want to shop through me not because i'm a pain in your butt every five minutes right Right. (laughs) that's not the goal you don't want to harass somebody into a sale not because i become a hemorrhoid exactly (laughs) but learning how to make those real connections and add value i do lots of fun giveaways And I found that what I do have to offer, especially with the type of products I have that can seem very superficial because I also joined another company in July. I just couldn't pass up. I joined Savvy. I don't know if you've heard of it yet. Mm -hmm. It's brand new and pre-launch. So I couldn't, it's at leisure wear primarily. Um, So I couldn't pass up an opportunity to hop into something I'm already living in, loving living in, in pre-launch. Like I said, the, the material things that I have to sell or offer seem very superficial until you realize what I'm actually doing with the business, right? Which is hopefully bringing people into my groups, showing workouts that, uh, you know, we do challenges for drinking water. Um, we have bingo and games and fun and connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all sort of come down to. So it's sort of come full circle for me to say, mm-hmm. you know what? I love these businesses and I'm going to, again, not care what people think or people say, or that's a pyramid scheme or whatever, but I'm going to do this in a way that's authentic to me. And I know I have something great to offer, which is first and foremost myself. And maybe down the road, we'll be putting an offer out there that is 100% mine. But in this time, this gives me the opportunity to have something for myself and give something, you know, give something back without starting from zero. Cause Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you even do it. 
<laughs> so there's a there's a is it a gif or what? It was just like a meme. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm like, GIF isn't right. I was, the, I was showing my age. I'm like, what's the yeah. word? <laughs> for that thing on the Meme. internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the thing on the internet. It's a picture and there's words. I saw one this year that was like somebody jumping off a cliff and it said entrepreneurs yeah. <laughs> build the parachute after they've jumped off the cliff. Yeah, that makes total sense That's to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, or it's like they build the parachute on the way down. You know, yeah. like that's... That's my husband and I. That's crazy. And you know what's funny is I don't know if we, if we would do it at the like, at this point. Do right. you know what? It, like, like we started. Well, he had a business even before I met him, so he started like twenty, I think, being you know a, a business like a family business. So I, I don't know that like we would have got. And then he and I started our business when we were like twenty seven. I don't know we would at this point. Do you know right. being forty one like. With four kids. And I think you know, for like me, that's exactly it. It's like, it's not, ex- that's what I'm, yeah. It's uh-huh. not yes or no. It's the timing is mm-hmm. so wrong right mm-hmm. now for me to start something from mm-hmm. zero. So, from yeah. No, it's really, it's something to be uh, considered because, and that means you've taken a really good look at it because a lot of times things don't make sense. Right. Like financially, you know, time, just all of that. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. Is there anything else? I was like, this is like perfect time, you know, because I'm going to put together a bunch of these. Perfect. Yeah, I don't want to keep you, you wanna... too long, but I think that yeah. was the main thing. Just kind of wanted to share what mm-hmm. I have been up to. And again, I just realizing, yeah, yeah, like, you know what, if I'm going to continue to be authentic mm-hmm. and, and true to myself and not care what people think, I'm going to lean into the things that mm-hmm. give me passion and light me up mm-hmm. and, you know, and Mm-hmm. Put things out and there. don't reinvent the wheel. And then if don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. Amen. Uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. giving me so much experience, and I'm having a lot of fun yeah. and meeting a lot of people. So, except for I have to say, once you're in direct sales, and if you again, if you mm-hmm. find the right people that are there for the right reasons, you make a lot mm-hmm. of great connections, and you find a lot of great products. However, I find myself spending all my earnings on. Oh. Right, like there's, and that's the truth. Like if, like Swarovski, Chris Swarovski's been around for 125 years, so mm-hmm. this is not right. Like this is a reputable company. Um, so I'm with one of the mm-hmm. probably one of the oldest and one of the newest in the business. But you can oh, yeah, find some sure. incredible mm-hmm. products, but I spend so much money. <laughs> Because I want to shop through my friends too and support other women. I think that's really important too. But I found so some really fun like, goodies. You can't get high on your own supply. <laughs> so bad. That's fair. I'm working oh, on it. I'm working on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> my collection's almost there. We'll see. Yeah. But it's fun. Cool. It's just fun. Oh, so that's the main thing right now. That's yeah. awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad because things didn't feel fun in April and May. Everything felt really heavy and weighty. And I'm glad people are back to experiencing some fun. Yeah, things. I hope so. And I can just hope that I'm, you know, part of that even in a small way or, you know, bringing some joy. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. All right, Wendy. Thanks for checking yes, in. Yes. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Well, that's it. We have done it. We're putting a wrap on season two. Woohoo! It's been an amazing journey, and I've met people 
that have become friends. I've met a guest in real life now who, you know, I'd only, I just interviewed her and now we've, we've shared a COVID hug. This project is, okay, I'm going to use a really cheesy term. Okay. Just part of my cheese. I love cheesy terms. This project is giving me life. Like it's giving me connections and stories and listening and laughing and crying, which are all things I live for, that I love, that I need, and that have been so helpful in this weird year that we've had, this isolated year. I live a really isolated life. Entrepreneurship is really fucking isolating. I'm not sure if you know that. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you're shaking your head you're like, mm-hmm, sure is. And then COVID, you know, has been a very isolating experience. And so this year of having these conversations where I, I had a, a meeting at one o'clock on a Wednesday and I'm going to, you know, meet this woman over the internet, <laughs> over a website, and I'm going to see her and we're going to record her story it's just been everything to me and that people are following along and they're listening and they're remembering the women's stories and they're taking it in and holding it as inspiration maybe for their own life to face some things that they weren't ready to face or maybe think about things in a different way. And I hope, I hope the one of the things that you've taken so far is that our failures I'm doing this in air quotes, our failures, our dark times, our thorns, all of this stuff can serve you. It can serve your story and your life. And when you're fighting against this wasn't the plan, you, this wasn't the plan, this is not how it's supposed to go. I think that through all these stories, maybe we've shown that maybe it's okay. I hate the term everything happens for a reason. Did you know there's a podcast called that and there's a book and I love her. Her name is Kate Bowler. She's an author. <gasps> okay. Um, I don't, I don't believe in everything happens for a reason, but I do believe that we shouldn't be scared of the hard things and that we can do hard things. And it brings so much more depth to the joy. So thanks for taking this journey with me. Thanks for being here for 40, what are we at, 42, 43 episodes over this year. And thanks for all your support. And I love y'all. Um, I'm here. Reach out, send an email, and look out on your podcast app in January. We'll be back with season three and more guests and maybe new rapid fire questions, or maybe not. I really like them. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe half of them will change. I don't know. Till the Till January, my friends. Be well. Wait, did you think I was going to leave without saying rate the show, review the show? <laughs> I wasn't going to leave you without that. <laughs> okay. I said it at the top of the show and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> it really does help. The show will find its way, you know, to other people because of the rates and reviews and, and that, all that jazz. It's all, you know, based off of algorithms and how you affect the algorithms is 
participating in them and saying like, stars, yay, reviews, yay. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for doing it. All you have done it. All of you have done it already. Thank you. You're the best. Okay, so who's next? Who's going to who's going to write the show for me? And you can keep rating even though I'm not releasing new episodes. Like if this is the middle of December and you're just getting to this like, oh, it's there's no expiration on putting a rate on the show. And follow me on social media. Did you did you do that as well? Uh if you type in prickling blooming, I believe it comes up too. Okay. Okay, now I'm really done. That was good. You guys almost believe me that I wasn't going to say it at the end. <laughs> okay, bye. Everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. All the things that made no sense to